Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Elevated Self Podcast. I am just so freaking excited for this one today. I have the beautiful Libby on here. Hello, Libby. Hi, I'm so excited <laughs> to be Crystal. I love a good podcast interview. Yeah, yeah. Um, Libby is the most like bubbly, dedicated, hardworking girl. Um, we did our Little Lemon Educator training together which was really, really special. And since then, it's been so cool to connect online and watch your journey and watch what you're doing. And I just couldn't help but wanted to jump on and have a little yarn. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I feel like we've got lots in common. Mm. That chat we just had before we started recording. <laughs> I, was. <laughs> I love it. Um, and I really wanted to talk about something that I feel like is so prevalent, especially now, Um I'm finding in myself, I'm finding in people around me, it's this hustle and grind mentality that we have where it's so fixated on working so hard, stressing ourselves out and just not worrying about or not even thinking what the repercussions are. Mm. And I think it's so important to actually incorporate uh, mindset and learning about stress as part of your holistic health journey because it's something that just gets so easily overlooked and who better to have a chat about it than old Libby here yeah I totally agree and I think um that's kind of yeah what got me into where I am now with my journey is that like I started off with people that were already in a place of sickness and burnout and things like that and sort of then it's quite a not not necessarily a long journey but you've got to find your way back to you know good health um so then I kind of realized it would be good to actually start from the start and let's get people, you know, everyday people just a little bit more in tune and a bit more aware of what's going on in their brain, with their thoughts, into their body, with the stress so that they actually, yeah, don't end up in that place of absolute burnout from the hustle, bustle, to-do lists, success-driven kind of world that we're in at the moment, which has its perks, of course. For sure. And I think it's about finding that beautiful balance or that harmony between the two. Um, before we jump into it, though, I want to ask my little question. Um, what was the best thing that happened to you today so far? Oh, love that question. Um, the best thing that happened today. Oh, well, actually, I do have quite a good one. Um, <laughs> I've been really this. I mean, everyone probably at this time of year is like into it. New year goals. Let's go. Not too hustle and bustle, but like it's fun to have <laughs> the kind of some new things to focus on and especially after last year and yeah I, I printed out a vision board yesterday um and I was looking at it this morning and then I got a phone call at about like lunchtime um which is like the start of something exciting perhaps happen. and I just like actually did a little you know you know when you get that little happy buzz inside you it was a good moment um so yeah that was probably the best part it's sunny today as well which is lovely Oh, nice. I'm so excited to see what unfolds with this little project you got going on. Amazing. Um, and I think, yeah, you're, you're so right. There were so many learnings from 2020 and it's so beautiful now to start it on a high and integrate those learnings for the year as opposed to just letting them, letting them slip. Um, so can you tell us a little bit about you and a little bit about your journey and kind of how you started to get involved in all of this yeah so I um after school I was heading off to uni to do a sort of um joint degree and a few random subjects that I had <laughs> and then I just sort of had a change of path and I was like you know 
I just kind of literally, you know how people do sort of pick a random thing, you know, like, I'll try it. Um, and I had a family friend who had been chronically ill and she'd done this course um, and then, you know, gone really well. And it was, it's called the lightning process. And it's about sort of retraining your brain and your mind and your thoughts and your body um, back to good health. And so that was kind of the sort of pivotal moment where I changed paths and I actually saved, worked at New World, my shelves that I stacked <laughs> with coffee and tea and baking and saved up. And then I went to London and studied that course. And that kind of just started me on my, on my journey to where I am now, which is kind of just like all things mind body, quite similar to you. Like I've done my yoga teacher training and I've done a little bit of um, studying health science now. And just kind of, you know, incorporating different things that I think are all essential tools for our toolbox of, of good health. Um, but yeah, probably my main passion is in the mind-body connection and just like, mm. you know, people teaching people and, you know, educating people about the mind-body connection and that, you know, it's nothing set. Nothing is, you know, people once thought that we were born with a brain and we grow up and we're adults and everything is just stuck and you are who you are and you are like your parents and you are like your genes um and I yeah it's really amazing to teach people and always learning more and more that that's just not the case um with the brain because the brain is really easily changed and and wired yeah and that's that neuroplasticity isn't it that's the idea that that brain is completely malleable and we can change it well, I always like to say, or I think of it like a like a ball of play-doh or like a muscle, you know, yeah. kind of malleable like a ball of play-doh, like a muscle and that you can train it and grow it really, really strong so that you can, I don't really love the word control, but so that you can feel, yeah, like you're more in the driver's seat. And mm. you know, we're probably, you know, I've said these things, you've probably said these things and you hear people say things like, oh, my thoughts are just taking over and I've got no control and the thoughts are just there and the anxiety and the stress is it overwhelms me which is completely a normal thing to say but you know how empowering to actually think oh I could actually retrain my brain and so, so that that's not the case and I'm can redirect those thoughts into something more more positive 100% and I love that and it's like that feeling of empowerment when you actually have that conscious awareness of the thought and you think wow okay that's not a very empowering thought for me right now and it's what I've been working on recently as well is actually like um the wording of my thoughts like Mm -hmm. I'll hear the thought like I'm so stressed I'm so stressed and then I think okay hang on I am feeling stressed as opposed to I am stressed and just like those little shifts in the wording just that like it takes it away from being something that is completely out of your control to just something that you're and also something that's part of your full identity you know I'm Libby and I'm stressed and I'm an anxious person and I'm lazy to actually those are just things that I might experience from time to time which are completely normal but Mm. they're not part of me they're not there all the time um I heard this actually cool thing the other day the first part of what you just said reminded me of it um it was this amazing hip um, she's a hypnotherapist, Marissa Pears. Have you heard of her? Yeah, I love yeah. her. And she was saying on this um, interview, like, your problem is someone else's dream. Have you heard her talk wow. about Wow. No, but this is beautiful. Because she was saying, like, you know, you hear people and it's, again, it's just things that we all do and say, but it's like, oh, like, my kids are stressing me out. And it's like, first of all, what you said about the stressing me out and the language, just being aware of that. But also, like, that is someone else's dream to have their kids mm. stressing like or you know on my job it's like someone else is longing for a job or you know 
I don't want to go to the gym. Well, someone else doesn't have legs to go to the gym. So it's like, you know, always just constantly reframing and the little shifts that can, that can happen when you, when you change the way, like someone said, um, a client that I was working with the other day said, I've got a list of trigger foods for my IBS. And like, you know, people have trigger foods. I get it. That's a normal word to say, but when you say like a trigger food, how does it make, you know, the body feel? It's like, Oh, I'm on alert. That's dangerous trigger warning. Or is it just a food that, you know, isn't, your body doesn't love it, you know? Or is that just a food that's not an always food? And how different mm. is that in your body when you're like, oh, that's just not my favorite food as opposed to that's one of my trigger foods, you know? Wow. I love that because I myself have a few intolerances that flare up my digestion and I've been using the terminology like, oh, I can't have that or I react badly with that food. Wow. that Yeah, that's such a good perspective to have. And I love as well the shifting of the wording when we're talking about how you're talking about like going to the gym or going to work mm. often you'll hear like I catch myself as well saying oh, I have to go to work or I have to go to the gym mm. and it's like like you say hang on actually I get to go to the gym like shit I have legs that I can walk to the gym you know some people don't even have that opportunity and yes it's, yeah literally crazy it's tough yeah Amazing. So I heard you talk about the lightning process at the beginning. What What is the lightning process? What is, what's that all about? Yeah, so the lightning process is a three-day course, um, and I studied it over in, in the UK. Um, and it's, it was designed by a British guy called Phil Parker. Um, he's an osteopath, and he's done, like, millions of <laughs> studies since then. Um, it was designed for people with chronic fatigue initially um and now it's kind of you know people have found out over the I think it's been around for 21 years that it's really great for a whole host of things things that fall under that kind of chronic anxiety depression chronic pain um, burnout oh you know uh, how to say it like just things that are sort of like there's maybe no immediate cure for and they can sort of linger for years and years and years and they can fluctuate and you know they just feel like they're a bit they're holding you back in life a bit or a lot or um like what I mean by that is I've seen clients have been bed bound for see I saw I've seen two clients who've been bed bound for over six years with chronic fatigue but then like in more recent months I've started seeing just you know clients that are just you know feeling quite anxious at work and Mm. you know like their thoughts are always quite negative and destructive so it can it can vary who who um who it's good for but yeah that's the course I've been teaching that for a couple of years across not Australia at the moment but Australia and (laughs) and yeah that's kind of what started me off on my on my with my business yeah amazing that's so special I feel like I want to come to your course this sounds so nice um and so you talked about chronic fatigue and thoughts like for your person that doesn't quite understand that mind-body connection can you talk to us about the mind-body connection and explain that yeah totally um yeah, and I think it's one of the kind of things about the course is it's quite extensive. It's over three days. And so I'm quite careful when I talk to people that it's not like your thoughts are why you are where you are with your mm. you know, your disease because it's not the case. But the mind-body connection is just acknowledging that something is physically going on in your body um, and the mind and the body are very much connected. And so we have to kind of go back to the mind as well because they're not working in isolation they're working together so an example of that would be 
you know, if I get experience the feeling of anxiety and I'm going to do to a party where I know no one and I get those feelings and I get, you know, we're all familiar with different variations of the feelings. If I wasn't thinking, remember, it's not always conscious. It might just be subconscious kind of thoughts, all, you know, past mm. parties I've been to and future, you know, we start to kind of generate thoughts about that upcoming party that I'm about to go to. If I wasn't thinking about that or my brain was switched off, then in that case, that feeling of anxiety would cease to exist in my body. It wouldn't exist. Um, you know, some just things like that, like blushing is another one I always talk about because, you know, if it's a very physiological um, experience in the body, you know, blood's rushing to your cheeks and you, you know, when you're blushing and then someone points at you and says, oh, you're blushing and it gets redder and redder. Yeah. Um, but if you weren't sort of, if that wasn't started by something, you know, who knows what that is, an embarrassing moment or whatever, then if your mind was switched off, that physiological sort of um, experience wouldn't be there in that case. So oh. we all have, you know, experiences of, you know, stressful things are going on in our life so we can't sleep or, um, you know, a lot of people think that their chronic pain flares up when they're, you know, stressed. Mm. So like most of us know that there's a connection between them, but it's kind of just like simplifying it more and more so people can really understand that if we can start with the thoughts, um, thoughts create feelings, you know, feelings create experiences and emotions in the body. Um, and it's kind of really closely linked with the nervous system. And if there's been an event in someone's life, so Bianca, who we were talking about before, she wouldn't mind me. <laughs> she's from Neurospark. Um, she often talks about her experience in chronic pain as possibly being started at the period of the Christchurch earthquakes. You know, she wow. right in amongst when the buildings are falling down and then she went on to have nine years of, of chronic pain. And you know, she's not consciously thinking about the earthquakes in all of those nine years. That experience is long gone, but something has become wired in her body. You know, thoughts and feelings and emotions have all become wired in there along with that stress response in the body. You know, crash, people that were in the crash earthquakes had that stress response for so long. Mm. Um, it's become wired and it's become a pattern. It's become a familiar thing that the brain and body is doing. So then it's kind of happening and happening and happening automatically. So we've got to jump in there and gently unwire that and rewire it to back to good health and back to calm and back to comfortable body with no pain, if that makes sense. Yeah, that's so beautiful. And I love the example of the blushing, like it makes so black and white clear, well, actually red, <laughs> clear yeah. about the connection with the mind and body. Like I actually remember I was uh, preparing for some speaking on some event for some presentation and mm -hmm. I remember every time I thought about going on stage I could feel my heart race and mm -hmm. I actually got to the point where I was playing with it and I would stop thinking about it and then I would think about it again and just feel my heart start racing and I'm like holy crap this is crazy <laughs> I was like toying with the thought and the like watching my body change as an effect mm -hmm. and it's so prevalent especially with um, stress and digestive issues because stress puts you into that fight or flight state which mm. diverts all blood and energy to your extremities so therefore yeah. there's nothing in your digestion um, so boom there's your thoughts connecting to your body right there and then yeah totally such a prevalent one there eh? so I, um, I think yeah well stomach's always like a good example because most people have had the experience of it like you say it's one of the main ones is effect, that's affected 
So even, you know, you think about like a job and, you know, and people say, oh, I've got to run to the loo, like nervous, sweaty, sweaty palms, you know, thinking about a job interview, you're literally just thinking about something that you're not experiencing, but your body has put you into that sort of mm. fight or flight, stressy response symptoms just by you thinking something. So it's sort of like the mind-body connection. It's not really that hard to, to convince people of it and that it exists. But my kind of passion and work is like helping people to understand just how much it can influence their health. Because, mm. yeah, like I said before, once you learn that, it's, it's quite exciting. Very. That's so crazy. And other than like sweaty palms and blood getting diverted away, like I know you've done a few courses on bringing conscious awareness to the effect that stress actually does have on the body. Do you think you could touch a little bit on that? Um, the effects that stress has on the body, like, ongoing yeah yeah and physically um like the detrimental effects that having conscious uh repetitive negative thoughts uh sorry stressful thoughts has on the body yeah well it's kind of like what you said I I mainly talk about like um the fight or flight response when I'm talking about stress but it's just like obviously there's different types of stress there's acute stress which we we really is helpful to us when we've got to get something done and we've got to do something on the spot and obviously survive and that's the fight or flight that comes from sort of that innate response in our body. But I'm more interested in chronic ongoing stress, which is when, like I said before about Bianca's story, that that stress has been sort of, you know, those, that, those stress hormones that we get when we get into that fight or flight response, that they haven't been switched off properly or for a long enough period of time. And so, like you said before, like, you know, your digestive system takes a hit. And if your digestive system isn't working at its best for, you know, weeks and months on end, you know, you then go to the doctor and they say, oh, okay, you've got um, IBS or you're intolerant, you're intolerant to this food and this food and this food. And, you know, maybe those foods you weren't intolerant to when you were, you know, a few years ago or, you know, just bloating and just gross stomach things that aren't, you don't feel normal, you don't feel your best health. Um, you know, just things you need to think of like skin, the largest organ in the body course that's going to take a hit when the stress response is on and so mm. you know, skin issues or skin that sort of struggles to heal um obviously it's not going to be replenishing and those cells aren't working at their best function um you know detoxification organs um you know always feeling a bit run down always feeling like you catch everything um brain fog's a big one so mm. like you know about to fight a tiger you're you're in that fight or flight response you maybe are gonna about to be eaten um your bot your brain is gonna need to preserve as much energy as it can and so that's when you get that really foggy brain and that inability to think clearly or to be creative or to produce our best work and so you know that some people say things like they're at work and they're just something's not you know they're just not and maybe they've just been at the underlying stress for weeks or months or maybe it's just always there for them a little bit and of course your brain's not going to be able to think clearly and focus well when it's got that um, presence of those stress hormones oh gosh yeah for sure um what else is there well I know we are uh Bianca and I often refer to in our talks is also like the reproductive organs you okay. know like hormones libido like mm. um, you know that that your body knows innately that when you're stressed it's not a good time to for all of your organs to be working properly so they do take a hit wow. and yeah, so I'm quite interested in when you rewire your thoughts and you can tap into that parasympathetic nervous system again and again and again. And that, you know, like I was saying before, that then changes what's wired in there. And then 
you know, when you hear people say things like, oh, I've started going to yoga and now yoga, I'm a different person, you know, and you're like, <laughs> if you don't know yoga, you don't do meditation or anything like that. You're sort of like, that's weird. But you <laughs> feel like a calmer person because you've done it again and again and again and got your body into that really calm, calm state. I love that. And I think so many of us experience these effects on a daily and we just think just brush them off like oh this is just just my job or just this but we can still have the same workload or do the same tasks and not have to have these extreme stressful thoughts or stressful experience which is so much easier said than done and definitely something that I'm learning at the moment um on that though like do you have any methods or like tangible uh tools people can implement to help manage their stress yeah I think like before we were saying again it's sort of like there's so many answers but I think it's like you know it's the million dollar question like how do I get rid of stress forever and like you know like you said stress is you know it's easier said than done and I get that because I've done talks before and then people have said well you you know I've got five kids and a mortgage and this and this but it's just, it's not like necessarily eradicating stress from our life because I think in the, twi- you know, in the world we're living in, literally in the years that we're living in, <laughs> it's, you know, it's challenging, but it's just kind of finding your calm and rewiring, you know, stay, staying more in the 80-20 rule, like not 80% stress and 20% chill, but 20% chill and 80% chill and 20%, you know, you, you, because you focus more on staying in that calm parasympathetic nervous system state, you then don't react as much, you know? So it doesn't matter if I've got way more stress than you, we want to both be able to, you know, technically react in the same way to things, if that makes sense. So techniques, it, it's, yeah, it's sort of like, I obviously love meditation and yoga. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also really, I don't know if you're into but journaling and like, yeah. I mean, it's just such a lovely act, uh, like exercise that you can do to sort of set a, carve out some time for yourself in the day and whatever sort of type of journaling you do, but it's just doing activities, you know, um, deep stomach breathing, you know, most mm. of us aren't really breathing into our stomach that often. And that's the quickest way to activate that. So, you know, even just if you're at work and you, you have noticed it's a stressful day and there's lots on, you don't even need to leave the room. You don't even need to stop work, but just consciously making sure you're doing, you know, 10 or 15 deep stomach breaths is such a good way to, to um, tap into that. What about you? What do you, what do you do for that? I love this. Yeah. Just recently, like stress and managing my stress has been like my major focus at the moment. Um, Mm. And it took getting digestive issues to actually realize that this was an issue and actually wake up to practice what I'm preaching. And so for me, meditation and breath work was huge. Like just carving out that time to, actually just look after yourself and make it a priority Mm. and at the start you'll oh you'll hear those thoughts like you should be doing this you should be doing that and it's you're still go 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 because that's what your brain's used to you've you've built this super highway of thoughts that like success equals hustle and grind you need to go 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 but by sitting and being and sitting with those thoughts and breathing through them and just taking that time to literally do nothing is so so powerful and over time the thoughts do definitely 
um, decrease. But I think it's the actual concept of um, making sure it's a consistent thing that you keep doing. And I feel like with, with, you know, that stuff and anything that people decide to do, whether it's just making sure they're doing an early morning walk every day and just breathing and listening to some nice calm music or, you know, whatever they do, it's a consistency is the key. And that's like where it comes back to that neuroplasticity is like, if you're find that you are experiencing a lot of stress and you think, right, I'm going to set aside some time to do a nice breathing meditation or write about things or whatever they, people choose to do, doing it once isn't going to, you know, and that's why a lot of people do give up on, you know, I've get, how many, have you given up on meditation? Before? Oh, so times. Yeah. I was like, I don't need to do it. I don't notice any difference. But then it's like the more you do it, the more you crave it, the more you need it because mm. you notice how you feel. It's like, you know, your brain gets used to it. It's that um, consistent training. A hundred percent. And it's like you say, like retraining that muscle because you've had so many hours and days and weeks and months of stress, 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 thoughts of um, negativity and hustle and grind. It's going to take more than just one meditation to um, undo all of that and I think that's yeah where I went wrong is I, f- I fell into those thoughts all that time and oh it's not working I've done five minutes it's not working I can't shut off my mind and it would frustrate me and I think getting like immersing myself more into the community like going to yoga classes and um, actually doing like research online and stuff about all the benefits really helped me to understand because I think it's all good and well people saying like I do yoga and meditation but when you actually understand the why and understand the benefit how we were talking about you know the actual physical effects on your body as a result of being in your sympathetic nervous system Mm. that's where I went okay I really need to do this because this is what's happening to my body yeah Mm. Amazing. And so do you work as well with a little bit of like uh, rewriting negative thought patterns as well as stress? Yeah. So that kind of comes into more of like the lightning process course, which is like we or I teach people a sort of actual step it out process where they actually like they notice the thought or the symptom or whatever it is. And then they literally stand up and do these kind of steps around a circle, which sounds (laughs) fruity, but it's like, it's like almost just like a, a really nice broken down way because it's not I think it's not always easy to just notice a thought and change it and then that's done you're on with your day but by sort of standing up and doing this process that's quite a good way to sort of retrain 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 um I think you can do it by just consciously thinking of it but you you know you will notice that when you become aware of your thoughts, it can be a bit overwhelming with just how many there are to deal with and how negative they can be sometimes and how destructive they can be. But it's okay because they're just doing what they know best until you teach them otherwise, until they sort of learn the new pathways in your brain that you're teaching. But um, what else? Yeah. I mean, obviously, like we were talking before we started recording about NLP and like hypnotherapy and coaching, like those sort of things can be quite good with, rewiring stuff if you want help from you know someone and you want to have a session um just trying to think I mean I'm, I'm a really big fan of like visualization and things but mm-hmm. also I just think you don't always it doesn't always have to be like the golden ticket the one and only way to do things it can just be as as simple as sort of recognizing where you are and then picking one little thing to start changing and noticing that shift so you know, you might notice a thought that you've been having and having and it's there all the time and it's quite a lot. 
but picking a new affirmation that you say out loud every or in your head every time you notice that thought and it will go away and it Mm. consistency but it doesn't take that long yeah it just Uh, takes that consistency though eh? yeah like even just you know before the language it's like you know it's all very well to we can all just read a book or listen to a podcast or do whatever and think okay I need to change my language but unless we actually do it and are aware of it for a few days Mm -hmm. um you know yeah so I think any of this work is it's about like being willing to kind of retrain yourself and, and be trained for sure so for you right now like say you had a negative thought pop into your mind what would you, what would you do right now oh it's a good question I've never had that question before to be honest it depends because I'm quite like especially as I've taught more and more over the past few years and done presentations and things, I think we've got to be realistic because there's oh, nothing sure. worse when you're talking to someone or you're learning about the sort of modality that someone teaches and that, you know, it's like the world is rainbows and unicorns. Yeah. And we're like, well, you know, sometimes you just want to have a grumpy day and just be grumpy and just that's part of the human experience. Mm. But what we want to, what we, the difference is, you know, we want that to be once in a blue moon and really experience that as opposed to sort of half, half and half. Or mm. it's almost there. Um, so, yeah, I think I would probably just examine it for what it was um, or I would just change my state. And I would say states, I, I think it's pretty explanatory, but like the way that you're feeling. So if I've sort of, I've, I mean, I've been working at my computer all day today and if I started to sort of, I don't know, have a few down thoughts soon or be overthinking or something like that I would probably just do something different like you know change it like if you're at work and you know you just need a moment like walking around the block putting on your favorite song <laughs> calling a friend or laughing or you know that's like cha- you've changed the route if you think about like train tracks I mean you know how they branch off into two it's like you've changed the route so you can't stay in that kind of stuckness um I am quite into meditation at the moment. I go kind of in and out of it when I need it. But like at the moment, if I've no, if I notice like things, I'll kind of just be like, oh, have I done a little 10 minute one today? Cool. Maybe do that. It's just kind of doing something different if you're choosing that that's not the right thing for you today. You know, as if like I've had a bit of a tough week and, you know, I, I'm, I deserve to have a little down <laughs> moment, then I'd probably just, you know, take, do something that is self-care or, something comforting and just kind of write it out as well I love that and I think it's so important because like I'm just reading this book at the moment and she talks about it so strongly is that suppressed emotions and suppressed feelings are in no way healthy for us it just results in disease and like well that's what we were talking about before and in the sense of all the physical issues but Mm -hmm. like for instance with your friend um, or our friend Bianca (laughs) um, and all the effects that she's had on her body and it's we are human we are we get feelings we get emotions and we live in a society that's if someone's crying you pat them on the back like oh you'll be fine and it's like no I like I like you say I deserve to feel this emotion I need to feel this and I want to cry this out I want to feel it because if we don't feel it then it's just gonna emerge a few weeks later tenfold or you're going to drop a spoon in the in the kitchen and start crying <laughs> um but I think it's about doing that getting it out of your system and then like you say doing your doing your self-care doing your meditations changing your state going out and going for walks calling your friends because 
if we don't actually give it the time to be heard, our emotions are just like little kids. You know, they need to be heard. All they want to be is loved and heard. Yeah, I I agree with everything you said. And, you know, there might, yeah, like you said, there might be an emotion that it's it's there for a reason, you know. You know, it's going to be much better in, in the long run to just feel it for what it is and address it and think, you know, why is this here and what can I do about it and what do I need? Like, you know, a little mm. child, what do I need? Why, why am I feeling this way? What do I need? And then, you know, get on with it and keep going as opposed to, yeah, suppressing. But I think it kind of comes back to what we were saying at the start was like hustle and bustle and grind and success. And, you know, just we need to be a bit, well, I think anyway, I speak but we need to be a bit more like real. Like it's just all those things that we're able to feel them because we need to feel them. You know, we need to feel grumpy and angry and disappointed, mm. and envious, but it's just the difference is not feeling, not letting yourself stay stagnant and ruminating. And it goes from your afternoon and you talk about it and then it goes into your night and you don't sleep well and you wake up the next day with that kind of heaviness. You know, maybe you feel it for a few hours, you go and do something that makes you feel great and you go to sleep and have a great sleep and tomorrow's a new day. You know, it's that difference. Yeah, so true. What I've found as well is actually taking the time to meditate and um, ask myself those conscious questions like, what is this emotion? What is this feeling trying to tell me? Like, what what do I need to, what do I need to do? What do I need to, um, what are you trying to tell me kind of thing? Yeah. Totally. And then that actually holds space for your intuition to, to speak and to be heard and you might not even know what your intuition sounds like and it will feel so empowered to finally be able to speak to you and um as well what I've been using is when I started learning about the ego which very simplified could be explained as like the negative voice in your head um when I started learning about the ego and negative thoughts I thought I need to um like just brush it off and ignore it and not listen to it. But it's actually about giving love to that negative thought and saying like, okay, thank you. I hear you. Um, I appreciate that you have your my best interest in mind. For instance, like um, your ego telling you not to eat a second burger from Burger King. Your, your ego is there to protect you so that you don't eat 500 burgers a day. It has good intentions in mind, but it can come across as, you know, you have negative thoughts that I'm fat and I'm overweight and all this stuff. But if you give it love and actually respect it and give it time to be heard, then it's not going to feel as empowered. Yeah. Totally. I love that. I love the work about the ego and the intuition. That's so cool. I think also like on the back of that about the food, it's come like they, everything links obviously, mm. all of this stuff, but like it, link, it links back to that language again as well. Like you hear that voice but how does that feel in your body to say oh I better not I might gain weight like what do we say what is the brain here gain weight oh, I, do, I can't eat cake I, I look at cake and I gain weight you know I, lo- I break my diet like all of these words are just how do they feel when we say them as opposed to oh I love eating cake it's delicious it's tasty it fills my soul with joy um, you know how does that feel that feels calm in the body that feels comforting and nourishing if my if I eat that cake my di- my digestive system and my nervous system is going to be in a different place to me eating it rushed in the kitchen knowing I shouldn't eat it hopefully no one sees it put the rubbish in the bin now I've got to fast for a day wow. as to enjoy those mouthfuls 
you know, make it a sensual experience. <laughs> and then you've kind of satisfied that need as well. Wow. I love that. And I, that's such a good reminder as well, like especially with eating because it's something that especially as young girls that happens all the time. You, you know, you have this, I'll speak from I, have this um, idea around food that all these thoughts come up and it's, like you say, the power is in the wording. It's so, 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 so important, mm. which I just love. Amazing. So with all of this and say, like, what is, what is your vision? What, like, what do you want to create? Um, love that question. Um, what do I want to create? Yeah, good question. <laughs> well, I really love what I'm doing at the moment and my vision for this year, 2021, is just to make that a bit more consistent. Uh, last year, I was quite focused on manifesting and don't get me wrong, love manifesting, but I was sort of missing a bit of the action, the sort of aligned action and I was sort of um, waiting and you need to do both. So this year, I'd like to make things a bit more consistent, but I just want to be able to go into places, whether that's like schools or offices, um, you know, workplaces, small groups and big groups, and just speak about this stuff in a, in a way that's hopefully relatable. And this people can kind of get that new perspective that, you know, maybe not everything that they believe is true. Not They may not have to rely on that medication for the rest of their life. They might not have to feel like they're a negative person since they were born and that's how they are. You know, if you if if I could just you know inspire something and in, in those and people that I talk to, then that's literally my favorite thing to do. Hmm. Um, and yeah, I love teaching the lightning process as well. So kind of just that in conjunction, those two together is kind of where I want to go. And just I think schools would be so amazing, like and, high school or uni. Probably high school, I think, because I like the stuff we've spoken about. Well, some of it is. It's, it's quite basic and it's kind mm. of just common sense that I think has just been a bit forgotten maybe or it's just you know it's not in the curriculum you know speak nicely to your body I mean that's just weird let's put algebra yeah. in there instead but you know I feel like just if someone had come into school when I was there and said some of these things it, it, it would have really helped you know with with you know I speak to offices full of grown-ups proper grown older people that have never heard of this and sometimes I'll go in and it's kind of like I'm like oh I'm not sure if they're going to be into it and then I leave and like people just come and they're like wow thank you so much I I'm going to think about my language so differently now or I'm going to think about the way that I talk to my partner so differently or what I'm looking for in, in my life you know hmm. like how what we're looking for we will find all of those kind of concepts that look they're not groundbreaking but to have someone come in or to some, have someone talk to you and remind you of them can just really change your perspective quite quickly on on things gosh yeah and I think that's so special that you want to work in high school because you're so right like no way do we ever talk about mindset or self-care like no one knows how to just sit and do nothing in high school you just know about algebra <laughs> like yeah it's crazy and like my younger brother is going into his last year of high school and the stress that they put on them in their last year of high school is just crazy. And I remember feeling that stress as well. And I think that would be so beautiful to have something like that. Um, I also loved what you talked about with manifestation and action. That's something that I, like I love coupling spirituality with 
um, science and yeah, I feel like you can manifest all you want, but if you don't put in a little bit of action, it's not going to happen. Um, that's like why my word for the year is integration. Like I really want to like actually implement and integrate all the learnings that I've found from 2020 and previous years. And like you say, not just sit and meditate and manifest and actually integrate all these things that I've been learning, which is really cool. Totally. I think spirituality and science love that combo. And I think Mm. that, yeah, like when I think about the vision for like what I want, like like my business or my talks and stuff to be, it's very similar to that. And that it's like introducing people to some, some of these concepts, but in a way that's sort of easy to digest and it's backed by stuff, you know, people love to know a little bit of data and some um, great studies that have been done on things to show, you know, to talk about things like neuroplasticity and, you know, like, if you tell if you go into an office and you say like we're going to do some visualization they just think it's <laughs> but if you go into an office and explain to them like you can change your state going into your next presentation by visualizing and people that have you know come out of hospital missing a limb or missing a finger can visualize their way back to being a top sportsman just by visualizing feeling and remembering you know they've got and you chuck a few statistics on the board that changes things as opposed to you know going straight in with meditation and like I also love like um I studied um embodied flow yoga so that's about like moving out the emotions in your body and all of that good Mm. stuff but I'm like it's not quite the right place for that but if we (laughs) start to get some of these topics in there with a really like nice science-backed presentation then it's a good good place to start I love that. Yeah, get everyone in their corporate suits. All right, now we're just going to do a little bit of yoga. (laughs) I love that. Wow, that all sounds just so beautiful. And I love hearing what you've done, what you're doing currently and where you're going. Um, Just to wrap up, even though I feel like I could talk about this all day, um, I do have my last little question for you. And I want to ask it every time just to bring us back to um, having the conscious awareness of thoughts that we might not be listening to. But it's basically what is your higher self or your um, what is your thoughts maybe telling you right now that you're not listening to? Oh, okay. you have an example answer of this like for instance for me my higher self was has been screaming at me for the last few months to just slow down rest look after myself but I was so caught up in this hustle and grind mentality that Mm. I was just overlooking it overlooking it Mm. um and so it took the time to actually sit and be asked this question to be like wow okay I really need to actually be listening to this I feel like I'm doing a little session right now and I'm like Hey, this is good. What is my me? <laughs> I think it's probably been in a few areas of my life, like just listen to yourself and and tr- like you were saying before, trust your intuition and just trust the gut feelings a bit more and things like that. Because I, I sometimes put it down to being a Gemini, which you know, <laughs> but like I sometimes always seek other people's opinions on stuff that I'm going through so if I have a like a problem I'm like I need to ask eight of my friends what they would do in that situation and then of course they all come back with a different reply and then I'm like ah um so I think for a while it's just been like you know like intuitively you know it's just you know they're all questions about like things that I'm going through 
So it's like, come back to you. And if you, like you said before, just sitting and asking yourself the question. And this became apparent to me actually this morning. I was just on a walk and I was just like, oh, the answer's right there. And it's something that I've, I don't know for what reason, but I've been asking people like, what would you do if it was you? And they're just like, well, it's not me, it's you. <laughs> so um, yeah, just listen and trust, trust what comes up and trust. Probably also trusting that first answer. Would you say that that's mm-hmm. what you do with your intuition? Yeah. And I think the logical brain always tries to change it or justify, but it's like, no, you know in your heart and your gut that that first answer is the right answer. Um, Yeah. So, yeah. I love that. What a good reminder. I feel like I need to listen. I need to think about that as well right now for sure. Um, honestly, have so much gratitude. This was such a special chat. I feel like it was so needed for myself right now and hopefully for a lot of people on that same journey just to help reset, rewire before we jump into the new year. Well, as we're jumping into the new year. Great. <laughs> um, thank you so much for having me. It's always good to just chat and see what comes up. Yeah, for sure. And for anyone um, that got really excited and maybe want to try the lightning process, like where can they find you? Uh, they can find me on my website, which is thewellnessplatform.com with hyphens in between the words, <laughs> or it is the wellness platform on Instagram. Um, and I also do kind of just, I've had one today, just sort of like coaching as well with kind of wiring, rewiring the mind and the body. Uh, if people don't really want to do like a full course, so they just sort of need a bit of guidance with that as well um so yeah amazing that is so awesome thank you so much my love and I will see you all soon see you